Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. I'm here with Jesse Merle. He's the host of Jesse on Fire. He's, we, she sponsors him and he gives away a pair of J's. I know uh, I watched the last video you were doing about Andrew Tate and you were giving away a free pair of J's. And, yeah. uh, for You have to buy some sheath and then send a receipt to you type yeah. thing. I have them do like I just and now I tell them they, like I used to have buy sheath underwear. Now I'm just like buy whatever you want. That's what I was going to say is one of the one of the entries this month is is a girl for the first time where she's like, oh, I went on and there's like, there's girl stuff. And Hell she, yeah. So, That's right. We got yeah. fly girl stuff. You can look hot in your little bikini or boy shorts and a little sports bra. Yeah. Liz Carmouche just fought again for the Bellator title and she fights in our sheath bra, which is pretty sweet. Mm. You know what nice. I'm saying? Yeah. 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 That's, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, but I have uh, one of my other, like, the, so another, like, long term sponsor is Yo Kratom. Those are yes. you, know, you, you and them are the two that I, that are like my main people that I really focus on. And Yo Kratom, like, so I, I ordered from them the other day and I, and I, I messed up the order where, like, you know, you have to, uh, you know, if you're doing a different quality, quantity, you have to update the cart. And yeah. so I did the quantity, then I did the order and just wasn't paying attention to how much I was paying. And I realized I hadn't updated. And so I went in and made another order and they're fucking, dude, they called me like, they, you know, they didn't know it was me. They just called. They were like, Hey, it looks like you did back to back orders. Did you do that on purpose? And I explained to them what happened. And then I was like, uh, and I, I was just at that moment recording a, I'm like, Oh, I was just doing a spot for you guys. And they're like, what's your channel? I was like, Jesse on fire. They're like, Oh my gosh, we have people call all the time that came to us from you. And I was like, that's fantastic news. Cause they don't yeah. have like, there's, there's no promo code with them or anything. I just like, I mean, I have a million people reach out to me all the time, asking questions about them, but there's no promo code. Uh-uh. With, okay. One second. Hold on. Watch this. This, they send me this. Sh- yeah. Like, train wreck. I got some, uh, red mang. Yep. Oh, do you, you take the when do you take the red the red at night? Yeah, at night. And you know, to be honest, I couldn't take all that. <laughs> I had to give some of that away because that bag was so obnoxiously huge. Yeah, was, yeah, I just had a. I just ordered a. I just ordered a grip from them. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I just order all at once, and then like, and then it just lasts forever. But but I do the powder like the capsules. I don't know. There's something with my di- like pills that that are in. Um, in like that gel cap type thing, I, like they take incredibly slow to like digest for some reason with me. I don't know. It's oh, always really? been like that. Yeah. He's just messaging me, the dude, his name is Brandon Hall from Yo Kratom. Uh, which sheath runners, which sheath for runners would you recommend? Probably the mesh. Oh, that's the Yo Kratom guy? Yeah. He's he like super on the DL. He doesn't, I, I tried to get him to come on the podcast and he's like, nah. I don't know what he's like. It's because that his business kind of on the margins, probably. Ex- yes, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> but I met him at Skankfest. You should come to Skankfest this year, maybe. What is it? What's it, uh? It's in Vegas. It's going to be September late, like uh, September twenty third to the twenty fifth or something. And it's just, you know, the Gas Digital Comedy Festival, posted or promoted by uh, 
Luis J. Gomez and oh, Robbie nice. will be there. Dude. Yeah, I might go to that. Dude, where, where is it? It's in Vegas. It's on the um, old Vegas on Fremont Street. And sick, dude. Yeah. It'd when, be good. You know when it is? It's late September. Late September. I'll, I'll, I, have, I have one trip over Labor Day that I am 100% booked for. Aside from that, I think I'm free in September. Yeah. Well, it's going to be four days and it, of like comedy, but they, they do these uh, boxing kind of <laughs> games where they'll pull people out of the crowd and they'll, you know, be the blindfold them or, or real people that have been training, you know, probably comedians training for a fight to ex, you know, ex, uh, do an expose. What do they call that? Uh, an exhibition. Exhibition. Do they, they do really good. do they do grappling matches? No, it's all boxing. Dude, what if I'll tell them? I'll be like, dude, if you guys give me a spot and let me let me let me do like give me a stage spot, I'll box too. Yeah, because I'll be able to pull a fuckload of people if I was going to box to come. Yeah, to that thing. yeah, exactly. And you, I, I think it would be a good draw for you and for them. I would need and to hang up. I would need to. I would need to replace jujitsu with boxing for three months first because I'm not going to go in there and lose. I'm going to go in there and start somebody. I can't see you losing because you're like a little pit bull. I punch real hard. I've been. I've had to switch over from jujitsu back to boxing recently because of my knee injury and i can i can move around i can dance i just can't like do like awkward push-up contorted jujitsu type moves you know yeah so it's kind of bumming me out a little i've bit. been getting hurt a lot dude yeah what the like fuck dude it's just like yeah i don't know dude like i uh i'm not sure if because i've i've always like i've always been like compacting a little bit stiff you know and uh which is fantastic for boxing and uh you know because i have really i can like really explode but for for jits like i just do these things where i'll like you know i don't know i just move and it's just like up oh, my rib <laughs> you know and like i get done it's like up oh, my knee you know like i'm just doing like a stretch before i rolled on friday and i'm like okay now i have something going on with my knee it's like what the f man i just yeah. tore my bicep tendon it's like yeah know. tell me i mean not to necessarily that the crowd will well i know i know that your bicep tendon was tore how is that healing it's better now like it's it's much better it's uh it's because it's been eight and a half weeks uh i'll tell you what my my jujitsu got a lot better though uh because i couldn't i couldn't make a grip well first of all i couldn't train at all for about a month and then i i came back and i would like tie my left arm into my belt you know, mm -hmm. and then, uh, and so I focused like, so if you can't do anything with your arm, there are a few things that you can still do very well, uh, in jujitsu. Like, so I trained very heavy on escaping the back. So if someone's on my back, escaping the back and then, um, and then I, you know, and then also turtle to back position. So now basically my game elevated to where if I'm, you know, if, if I have someone in guard and it feels like they are going to pass, I can super quick move to turtle. And then, and then I work my, you know, turtle defense and then back escapes if they take my back. And it's like Is that turtle, like kind of, like, yeah, yeah. Where you turtle in, like, you know, you get, yeah. uh, it's, it's a move that does not work in MMA, but it works in jujitsu. You know, it's right. like, uh, cause you just tuck your limbs inside of your knee and you put your head down. Now someone good, 
is going to be able to break you down and at least generally get one hook in. But if you've got, uh, you know, if you, uh, the other thing too, is I, I'm built very favorably for, for like being very challenging to submit from there because I'm like, cause I, my neck is really small. And so I can just kind of go like this mm-hmm. and it's like, it's really hard to get under my neck. And then uh, Shanji um, at six blades has a, a very specific back escape technique that like when you do it correctly, makes it really hard for people to keep your back. And, uh, and honestly, like what changed also throughout that process was like, I, I like being in bad positions now just because like, I used to like really get a lot of satisfaction out of, out of offensively passing someone's guard or, you know, grabbing an arm and then realizing I'm like, this is a matter of time. Like this is, I'm either going to come more of this guy or arm bar him. But not like I like being in a bad position and then escaping and then feeling them like get frustrated where they're like, you know, like they thought they had me and I just very easily escaped. And they're like, you know, guys that are good. I mean, not yeah. su- not super good. I can't get Steve off my back for the life of me, dude. I was uh, I mean, he's a world champion, but it is what it is. Are there he's- any like major UFC fighters at your gym? Or just- no, my gym is they're all major, major jujitsu you know, like Victor yeah. Hugo, who uh, oh, yeah. world champion, uh, he was just in that uh, that super fight thing in Brazil. He's been gone for, I think, like ten days because he was down there for the super fight. He got to the semifinals. He won. He won world's gi. He got. He originally got second in the nogi worlds, but then the dude who won popped hot for juice and they stripped him, and so he became the champion. And then, uh, and then Shanji is like the patriarch of the gym and he's like one of the he's considered the greatest guard passer of all time and he's he's incredible i feel like i would pop hot for juice <laughs> i would do for 100 sure it's weird though they only te- like in ibjjf they only test like the champion or something they or like the top the top few guys it's weird A- adcc they don't test like you know i mean most of those guys are on gear you know well adcc um, I mean, I'm just getting up there in age and I'm just trying to keep my levels at a level when I was younger, you know, that's, that's what cyborg said about <clears throat> the guy who, you know, who, what, what actually happened was, was USADA showed up and they fled like they all like, so the podium uh, yeah. is yeah. just like, it's like Victor and this other guy and the other two dudes were just not there because USADA came and they're like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have an appointment. Uh, I gotta go return my dvds yeah to blockbuster one dude one dude popped hot for trend a guy who was like he's super young too dude like he was like uh, he's you know it's not like a trt situation you know you know what trend balloon is yeah i have some i just haven't i've been scared to take it because i've heard things it'll turn your muscles into rocks yeah i kind of want to do that i want to be like that stacked jacked bull that's what i mean the guys that look ridiculous i mean i mean i, don't, I mean you could probably do it without trend but Trent is insanely effective. Also, the only thing that I've ever taken where I felt overwhelming side effects immediately. Whoa, like, like what? Whoa. Dude, I like so it was a long time ago. It was like 2007, but I just remember I remember like my shin, my shin muscle, which has always been pretty pretty hard, felt literally felt like it was a like a tree log like it was like it was so they were so hard it was insane i'd be like gabrielle feel this i like feel it 
But then like, I, I would, you know, it was like, I was shaky. Like, you know, I couldn't sleep well. I was, I was like agitated. Mm. It was it, my, my heart would race. It was just like, that stuff is no joke, dude. Well, that's why I haven't taken it. I'm just trying to keep it on like a micro dosary level with the stuff I'm doing. I, I mean, I take like 50 MGs or MGs, <laughs> MLs, MGs. No, milligrams. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. Of uh, testosterone twice weekly and just kind of like super. I think that's low level. That's very low. Do you, but do you test your levels? Like, do you know, like what you're t- like where? every now and then? And what do they test at? Uh, norm, like nothing made, nothing abnormal, like too crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, I I I was at like eight hundred or 1, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. That's what I, when yeah. I tested last, I was at eight seventy five. Yeah, and I do, uh, I do, I but I use undecanate, so I only shoot once every like six to seven weeks. You were telling me about that last time. I need to check that out. I got the sipinate for those of you out there that are looking into these things. It's like where do you, where do I even get this stuff? I the doctor. Yeah, the doctor. Yeah, the street farmer. No, I'm just joking. I do go to a, a clinic um, on and off, but I also side yeah, yeah. because the doctor is there. You have to go there to get the injections, and it's like a stupid price, even though I have a couple bucks. I don't – like you're charging yeah. me like 10, 10x what it should cost. Yeah. Do you know what and, – and let me tell you a crazy story about that in particular, That like just because it seems – important for people to know so i don't know causality but basically okay so like i had to go i went and did a physical uh whenever that was this is when i got the my levels checked but like uh it must have been i don't know maybe two months ago and uh and the lady did the blood draw and i go to and i go to the place total men's care where they do like that's that's one of their main things is they do testosterone um and she pulled my blood and she was like, Oh wow. She's like, your blood. I'm like, does the blood look good? She's like, it's great. She's like, it's just coming right out of you. And I was like, I mean, is that, is that weird? And she's like, yeah, it's really, she's like here where we do a lot of testosterone injections, like people's blood gets so thick that they have to go give blood every, however long in order to not have that happen. I'm like, that sounds, that sounds very bad for you. I was having to do that, but I also live in super high elevation, so your blood tends to get thicker to carry more oxygen molecules. I live at 85,000, 8,500 feet elevation, and so I my blood was getting thicker. It was like at 19, whatever that number is, um, that they're measuring, and you want it to be like 17. So I was I went and donated every three months for like a year and now it's at sixteen and that's more in line with uh healthy. Yeah. So I interesting. Yeah. Like, I, don't I don't know. I don't know if it's because like because the only difference is I do the kind that you don't have to fire up every week, you know. Uh, so like I don't know if that's why. That could you know? be something. Yeah, I need to check that out. But uh we can we'll move off of the TRT for now. I did because I wanted to get. We played your one of your videos on our live stream yesterday, the Sheath YouTube channel, and it was the Nate Diaz kind of where he was kind of seemingly running away from the attacker. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Give any like updates on that? I mean, <laughs> just just what's in the what's in the video is it seems uh, you know it seems very clear 
very clear that uh, that from the second angle, um, you know, he. So like when you know when you, the the first video of Nate, and by the way, that video got age restricted. Can you believe oh, okay. that? Eighteen plus age restricted. That's why I keep checking on my new videos because after that video got age restricted, my impressions went way down. This video is killing it though, so I think we're good. Um, but yeah, like so, the first video definitely looked as though. Nate kind of walked towards the guy with his hands up and the guy was going like this and that's all you see. And then it kind of, then it looks like Nate just grabbed his head and then choked him. Yeah. But on the new video, it is crystal clear, absolutely crystal clear that the dude definitely, he was the aggressor for sure. Like yeah. Nate, Nate literally walked behind the bouncer was going like this. And then this guy who it turns out is an MMA fighter. Now the thing that they showed on the video where it was like, uh, pro MMA fighter, and then they showed his record, and it said eighteen and three. That's not his MMA record. That's actually his. Uh, that's his Jiu-Jitsu World League le- record. Uh, I recognize that. I recognize the website. Like that's Jiu-Jitsu World League, and okay. say like you know. Um, and so he's a blue belt. That's I mean, wins a lot more than he loses at blue belt. So he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and you know, like blue belts that compete are, are good. You know, I mean, like they're they're not they're not slouches. And if he wins a lot more than he loses. He's probably looking at Nate, and this is a guy who is a, you know, he's, well, he's 0-5 in MMA. Let's just say that, right? That's but, what uh, I remember you saying on one yeah, of the videos. But, like, <clears throat> a person who trains enough and then goes and, and does tournaments, you know, you'll get a certain level of confidence. And if he, he's looking at Nate Diaz, he's a Logan Paul impersonator. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously a person who is very much, after attention he understands about going viral my guess is he saw nate diaz and he was like "Ooh, he's like i could sneak this dude and i can be the one that starts nate this can be my this can be my moment because yeah. he very clearly is walking towards nate nate sitting there and then once he gets close enough to nate and he's going like this you know even though he's just literally beelined right at nate and, and then that's yeah. when nate's like because nate's like yeah okay like you're not gonna catch nate slipping dude like you know you start walking towards it nate's like Oh, you think because your hands are up? I don't see what you're doing. And so, you know, look, I don't know if I don't know if he shot or if Nate just grabbed his head and choked him, but very, very, very clearly that guy was the aggressor and, and intended to either swing on Nate or uh you know just tangle or, up. I yeah. mean, tangling up is I mean, as as he found out, <laughs> fucking idiotic, dude. Yeah. I mean, you maybe underestimate how good um, you know, Nate Diaz is because he just he looks when he's fighting like so relaxed and so just like kind of nonchalant when he's in the cage, like it's not a big deal. But in the old days when he would triangle people and do like the fuck yous and he won the ultimate fighter, which is something you have to beat everyone in that house. Mm-hmm. And then I'm surprised he was never champion, but I guess he just like, the era and there's always somebody that's a little bit better, but he's always, you know, top, of the food chain yeah he's a, he just has such a he has such a goofy not goofy just like uh very unique and kind of like like you said he's like just relaxed and he's just like you know he's throwing it out there it doesn't you know like when you watch like bkfc last night and you watch chad mendez throwing punches you're like fuck dude i would not want to be in front of that dude you know yeah he just wings them and and that you're like jesus i don't want to get hit with that nate it doesn't his punches just don't look like that but it it's 
thing people don't understand is the you know the more it's really about that like whip you know and so like it's it doesn't look like he's throwing that hard but it's like whoa and then at the end he snaps it i mean luke i mean uh leon edwards found out the hard way he got clipped and almost got knocked out at the end of that fight yeah but also uh, i mean you just think about the shots that nate has been hit with and it's like you really think that you're going to be able to starch nate like you know you really think that even even if i mean if he sees you at all I mean, maybe, maybe if you completely blindside him where he's like drinking a beer and doesn't realize that you're there. Yeah. And even then, dude. Like Jorge Masvidal him from behind. Yeah, like, or something. I, it's like, I mean, the guy's Sorry, demonstrated Jorge. his chin is is granted. It's, I mean, I, it's I, like this is such a predictable outcome. People do not understand how, like when people go, dude, there's levels to this thing. And also one other thing about blue belts in jiu-jitsu which i have the uh self-awareness and insight into because of the level of black belts that i roll with is they're not ever going a hundred percent against you like they're really not you know like you they're you know you feel like you're doing well and whatever <laughs> unless i mean may, maybe low level guys but so you you do pretty well against some of these really high level they're never going to tell you like hey dude you know i'm going 25% because you know and so it's possible this guy's it's it's possible he's rolling with guys that have, have given him but Nate Diaz has been a black belt in jiu-jitsu for 20 fucking years dude and yeah. he's never stopped training he's a Caesar Gracie black belt exactly. these guys are that's where we started these guys are super legit world-class Jake Shields level guy and he's built for jiu-jitsu like do you see how easy it was for him to choke that guy you know, like yeah. he's, he's just built to choke. He put the guy out in five seconds. He could have closed his eyes and just not even, you know, he just so like second nature and that type of thing. Yep. Um, what happened? I, I totally forgot the BKFC was happening last night. I was supposed to go because it's in Colorado. I wasn't supposed to go. I looked into buying tickets because Sanhagen was going to go. And uh, we sponsor a couple of people. You know, we sponsor a lot of fighters, and first round management was telling me about Mike Perry and Ben Rothwell. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Luke Rockhold was going to win. What happened? <laughs> Mike Perry won. Okay. Uh, I thought Rockhold was going to win too. And what happened was uh, Mike Perry hit Rock Rockhold, looked good in the first round. Then in the second round, Mike Perry hit Luke Rockhold with a shot straight to the teeth. Mm. And he knocked, he knocked both Luke Rock. He broke the two front teeth of Luke Rockhold. And so like Whoa. Luke didn't get knocked down. He just literally went like this and they caught and they waved it off. And uh, it was really weird. Everyone was like, what happened? Like what happened? And then that's, that's the video that I literally just posted was like, mm. a, you know, picture of his, uh, of his broken grill. Like he's like, he has one tooth. That's kind of uh that one tooth that broke in half. And then another one that's like, Wow. It, it's like pushed back to where you can see it's gonna have to get pulled and uh oh, no that's dude honestly that's why i mean it, last night's event was awesome okay it, it was awesome that said i personally prefer if guys are wearing mma gloves there is absolutely no impact on whether or not guys get knocked out if they're wearing you know little mma gloves but you know, without the MMA gloves, what's different is they get cut easier, teeth get knocked out easier. They just like, it's, you know, like I just don't, if the, you know, the game is to try to get, you know, try to hit guys without getting hit, 
Mm -hmm. the, the damage is catastrophic with an MMA glove. It's just when you don't have the MMA glove on, it's just a little bit more brutal. And I just don't see what the benefit of it is from a sport perspective, you know? And I mean, like yeah. their, you know, their name is bare knuckle. Like they're not going to change. That's just yeah. it's what it is. But they, do a lot they, of people are moving. I, there was a bunch of big names on that card. I mean, I, I recognized most of the main card. Which... Yeah, Me yeah, Mendez versus uh, Eddie Alvarez. Alvarez. And How's then, that, that was a great fight. Uh, yeah, Eddie that. Alvarez really won by split matchup. decision. Really, really close fight. Wow. Both, yeah. get, dude. There was so they had already been uh, multiple knockdowns in the in the final round. There was thirty seconds left. It was definitely coming down to that round. Eddie Alvarez uh, clips Mendez and Mendez goes down. And then, and you're like, because Mendez was exhausted. Mendez gets up and then with seven seconds left, he knocked Eddie Alvarez down. Wow. And, like, it was awesome, dude. It's a great fight. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I was watching like the Song Yudong versus whoever. BKFC was on after that. It was on oh. like, like the, the main card started like after. It was like, <clears throat> okay. Lots yeah, of fights last night. The UFC did start at like five and it was over by about eight my time, which would be nine your time. Wow. Yep. Well, Conor McGregor went into the ring with a BKFC strap on his shoulder and faced off with Mike Perry after Mike Perry won. I bet you Dana was just like, what the fuck, man? Because Mike Perry, they were like, what do you want to say, Mike Perry? He's like, can I, because Conor was there, you know, he's like, can wow. I get a face off with Conor McGregor? And they <laughs> gave him a, gave Conor a belt and he went in there with a BKFC belt on his shoulder and faced off with Mike Perry. I was like, dude, they should give Mike Perry a five hundred thousand dollar bonus for that you know damn maybe i should have sponsored him for that event <laughs> mike perry yeah because how much we, do you want um like five it wasn't that i mean these just I yeah i just don't know how how do you sell product from that from there you know he would have been he would have been on his shorts and he would have done the weigh-in and sheath and that's what's better mm -hmm. about those other organizations is they're allowed to you know yeah put, yeah put their sponsors on their shorts and, and weigh in in something besides besides venom they dude they they had a one of the the sponsor that they had that was very visible was uh lions not sheep the yes and they were all over the place like i i even i went to their website like i was like that ended up, i don't know how much they paid for it but that event overperformed by a long shot dude. wow they, they did really well last night you could tell because dave feldman the the bkfc ceo who uh you know, I mean, you know how you could kind of feel how well an event is doing just because it's like we're so I was just talking about this in my in my video is like it's like the way that the world is now. It's like we're so interconnected that like an event like that because of Twitter and Instagram and you could just you can feel how much people are paying attention to it, which obviously translate exactly to how well it does. And you just feel it was like, man, this this event's going to kill. And Dave Feldman you know when you get midway into the main card anytime that you interview the guy whose life is on the line based on the pay-per-views you can always tell how well it did they're always going to be like this is one of the most incredible nights ever but if you're good at you know reading people's poker face right feldman last night looked like he had just like won the lottery robbed a bank and gotten uh, away with it dude. nice he was, so he was so feeling stoked. it well that yeah that I, I, that was probably one of the biggest events that i've seen promoted and connor was there that's pretty wild luke dude, gaichi kamaru trevor whitman cowboy all of them were there it was whoa. wild dude. whoa i should have fucking gone it was in my neck of the woods you should have definitely got it was sold out too 
and yeah, I could, and I was gonna, I was looking at tickets a couple of weeks ago, and they were How still were available, two fifty something like that for just like decent seats. Yeah. Oh man, well, I stayed home and chilled out with my wife, and we just watched fights, and then we watched uh, some Naked and Afraid afterwards. Nice, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was watching. Uh, I I started a new show yesterday that I would highly, highly recommend to anybody. This is like, I'm going to say it, and people are going to be like, well, duh. Like a thousand people told me to watch this, and I didn't. Uh, Dope Sick on Hulu. Okay, uh, no. About, it's fucking amazing. So it's it's about it's about the uh, opioid crisis and the the pharmaceutical company that started it and then all that. And like the reason I hadn't watched it is because I watched the two part, like four hour documentary on HBO called crime of the century about it, which hmm. everyone should also watch. Nice. And, uh, and, and so my mom and my, my, I mean, my mom told me about it 10 times, a bunch of other people were like, dude, have you seen dope sick? And I was like, I already know the whole story. Like there, why would I watch it? And Finally, my mom yesterday was like, listen, she's like, the reason it's so good is because it really focuses on like the human impact of of the people involved in this thing. And I'm like, all right. So I put it on and I dude, I must have ripped through four hours of it yesterday. It's so good. Like, okay. It's so good. All right. I like a, a good wreck. fucking cocksuckers, dude. Fuck these guys, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say it too loud. You get Tucker Carlson. I'm saying, dude, they, they are. They are reprehensible they're they're dude they're the devil and now that this is this is, you can feel free to edit this out if you want because no. i wouldn't say this on my channel necessarily. <laughs> but dude these big pharma guys are the devil i mean i don't i don't know what else to say it's like you look at you look at what happened in this in this opioid crisis you actually look at and i've seen crime of the century i already knew all this but watching it again and then you come back to exactly how they pulled this off with direct corruption in the FDA that is just overtly crystal clear. This is the how they did it, okay? They got some guy in the FDA to put on the label that it was not, that that Oxycontin is, it, dude, they went around and told every doctor in the country that only 1% of people who take Oxycontin get addicted to it. They went to the entire fucking country of doctors and told them, one percent of people who take oxycontin get addicted dude 100 percent of people who take oxycontin get addicted to it all yeah. of it, every single person it's the most addictive like pharmaceutical ever and they actually i mean this was in every pamphlet they handed out they had studies on it check this shit out this is the most fucking crazy thing about this entire story so once everyone started once once like they went so big and everyone started getting addicted and it was like getting too big for them to, you know, keep saying the thing about the 1% addiction thing. They found this fucking quack, like well-known doctor who came up with a theory called, uh, called, Oh my God. Some kind of like something addiction where his theory is that no one is actually addicted to it. It's just that they think that they are. And the way that you solve it, is you give them more of the same medication and it takes care of the symptoms every time. You're all, wow. What? And so they did, like when they, it's, they're the, they're a fucking evil dude. And then you look at anything that these pharmaceutical companies say from that, through that lens and you're like, wh why would you believe any, why would you, why would you not assume that anything they say is the opposite of true? You know? 
Oh, yeah. safe and yeah, safe and effective. Oh, they're safe and effective. They're 100 percent uh, against transmission. Oh, never mind, zero percent against transmission. It's just fucking ridiculous, dude. How they get yeah. away with this shit is absolutely corruption, top to bottom. There's nothing else to it. It's like, and now with all this trans shit, not to go down that fucking rabbit hole, but I also just found out that like they sourced. Okay, so there's a law that just passed in Minnesota that that makes it a sanctuary state for kids who want to transition they can go to minnesota that minnesota will hide them from their parents and then like put them in a halfway home they will help them pay for them to get transitioned all of that shit like they literally are like we will take your kid like we'll take your kid from you if they want to transition we'll help them transition and it was like and people started looking at they're like who would who would pass a law like this and it comes back to this lobbying group which is getting their funding from wait for it the devil because why? Because when people transition, they become lifetime pharmaceutical customers. They're fucking Satan, dude. They're the wow. devil incarnate. The worst okay, people on, on the fucking face of the earth. That's a good incentive. I was I was always kind of wondering, like, why would people be promoting this as a you know viable option when they know that. The, the suicide rate and the people that want to retransition back is pretty high or they feel like they maybe made a mistake and they're way too young. They can't even get tattoos legally, but they can, you know, change their sexual orientation. Even And even if they do detransition, they're still lifetime pharmaceutical company, you know, customers. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think you can really, I mean, for, I don't think you can really retransition. I guess in some cases, if you don't go like the full transition, but... You can transition back but you have to take the opposite hormones because like they, <laughs> like they said, they're all, Oh yeah. You just take puberty blockers. And then if you stop taking them, everything's fine. It's like, do you have any long-term studies on that? They're all no. You're like, so what are you theory. talking about? Yeah. It's a theory. What the and fuck are you talking about? And it's like the, the, all the studies show that that's actually not true. And yeah. people, uh. it's like, there are bad actors and fucking morons. That's what you have. You have bad you have bad actors, you have morons, and then you have a handful of people who actually have gender dysphoria who felt very, very trapped yeah. in their own life, this tiny little group. And so they're like, if it was this easy when I was growing up, it would have been amazing. So I'm going to be the loudest person ever because my own experience, which doesn't reflect the experience of fucking anyone. So, yeah, so I'm gonna go a be a small percentage. It's yeah. just it's fuck these people, dude. It is this world that we're living in today is just it's like so sideways. And they talk about these other great empires that fell. And this is the type of yep. direction they were headed in when, when it happened. And it's like happening all around us. And it's, I'm just trying to like live my life and do my thing. And I wish kind of everybody would just kind of do your thing, stay out of my business. I'll stay out of your business, but then don't, I don't like when people advocate for stuff that maybe works for them, but you you don't know how it's going to work for other people. And, you know, especially if the studies aren't like long-term studies aren't readily available yet, just chill out. I mean, you can give your opinion and your experience. In my experience, this is what happened. But to say that it's good for everyone to be, you know, if you feel this certain way, then you need to do this and this is going to fix everything and sell it as a fact like chill this yeah. is not science like this is not like embedded in stone yet 
it's it's ridiculous and we're going to look back on it and be like wow dude like that's insane well what they're actually going to do is they'll just rewrite history they'll just be like oh we never said that like we were never advocating for that it'll never happen justin trudeau last week is on a stage and he said that he never forced any canadians to take the shot he is did you see that clip? Ever. no but i know he was like canceling people's bank accounts because they were in that truck uh parade he directly made it law that you can't work for the federal government if you don't take the shot you can't go into a restaurant if you don't take the shot you can't come in and out of the country if you don't take yeah. the shot you can't get on a train if you don't take the shot he's like oh yeah but i never forced anyone what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like you can't you cannot just come out and say you didn't do that when you that's it's, what they do these days. They like blatantly lie right to your face and act like you're the idiot for not for not believing them. And it's super frustrating. That's why I, I have had to turn off the news. I mean, say what you want about Trump, but I feel like he was too openly honest to just he would just say whatever he was thinking. I don't I mean, maybe he lied a couple of times, but it mostly seemed genuine, honest. Like his, these are his intentions. We're gonna build a wall. We're gonna clean the swamp. Now he didn't do the swamp thing so much. Did kind of work on the wall. I don't think it's even. I don't think it's possible. Exactly. I don't yeah. think it's possible. And and I like I used to kind of be like, eh, like Trump, you know, like lesser of two evils in twenty like twenty sixteen. I was like. Trump cannot be president. Like that uh, guy cannot win. <laughs> 2020, I was like, definitely the lesser of two evils after everything that I've seen. Now, I have no shame, dude. None. I was at when I went to UFC 287 and I was in that I was in that stadium and he walked in and the whole entire place stomping their feet, USA, uh, USA. I was just like, dude, fuck these people. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. these people who pretend like he's the worst guy ever. And like, oh, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of white supremacists. It's ridiculous, dude. Like, yeah, well, they, that's what they say about people who are like darn in line with what they're trying to sell us. Exactly. Um, and yeah. and like you know, on so the, I'm watching Dope Sick and and Waco: The Aftermath. Those are the two shows I'm watching right nice. now. And Yellow and Yellow Jackets is fire. That Yellow show is Jackets. Amazing. Okay. But uh, but the Waco one, there's a lot of stuff about these like white supremacist groups and who were like terrorists and like, and that, I mean, that shit is real. That was, and it's, it was very real back then. It's still real now. But the idea that you can just say that, like everyone are like them. It's yeah. like, what are you talking about? These guys are talking about blowing up buildings, right? We just wanted to be able to keep our job without taking the thing that you're forcing down our throat, which has no long-term studies and has thus been proven to not be effective at all. And whatever, like, there's there's nothing about there's nothing even similar about us at all you know yeah but then on the dope sick thing there's a there's a big storyline where uh there's a girl in one of these like little hick towns that uh where they really focus the rollout of the oxy and she's gay and they show you know it's like and her dad and her dad is like this super old school coal mining you know christian guy where He's, it would ki it would kill me if you were gay and you watch like what that's like and it's like that's so fucked up you that's know harsh. Like, yeah it's super crazy and where oh man it's like where is the middle ground dude so we go from you know you go, like it's from that to like hey 
we'll 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 fucking steal your 12 year old and then we'll cut their dick off you're like dude i feel like there's some fucking middle ground here you know what yeah, i mean yeah people just need a little bit more time some need a little bit more time than others to come around I exactly mean, i it took me at first i was like kind of whatever you want to call brainwashed into the what the bible said about this being not you know it's a sin and i don't even know um Actually, I grew up, my mom had a gay friend when I was little. He was he was flamboyant, but he was always very nice. I didn't, and I never disliked anyone. I was just like, you don't have to, like, don't put it in my face and don't put it in everyone's face all the time. And now it's like all over the place, everywhere, on every commercial. Guys are making out. You're like, enough. You're selling me, you know, cereal. I don't need two guys yeah. making out. But... <laughs> Anyways, there's still people, and that's harsh to, to have to go. You know, there's still people. That's obvious. And trans people are people, and they have feelings, and I don't want to hurt anyone. I want you to do you. I'm going to do me. Um, and, let, and let's just, like, live and let live type. Dude, I, yeah, I have, I have zero issue with gay people at all. Yeah. I, I, like, I have no more issue with gay people as I do with, like, my next-door neighbors who are married. and Like, I have no issue with them at all. And in all honesty, my biggest issue with this trans thing is, if I really dig in, it's protecting gay people. It really is, dude, because I know how this is playing out. You you create this paradigm where trans, 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 trans. And I'm I'm really good at kind of putting myself in the position of a person and like, okay, if I felt like this, how would this play out? Like the people who are getting tricked into becoming trans in many, many, many cases are gay. And so like they don't like they're like fuck dude i don't know i don't know what to do with this like right i'm attracted to girls i'm a girl and it's like i you know i don't really know how guy. to process this yeah i must be a and, they, and they're like you're a boy you're a boy it's like dude you're not a fucking boy and you're gonna be rewarded if you do this you're gonna get yeah, celebrated exactly. and then you're gonna be a hero and you're a fucking hero and the dude and dudes too it's like oh i'm a girl it's like dude you're gay just be a gay dude they have the best life ever like, you know, <laughs> like if you're a trans girl, no dudes want to hook up with a trans girl. If you're a fucking dude who's gay, you get to do whatever you want. You hop on Grinder, you get, you can get a blowjob at five minutes notice at any time of your entire life. Just be gay. Trust me. It's awesome. I'm, I would imagine. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was a new, there's a new um, comedy, uh, you know, show on Netflix. And the guy was talking about if the what's that show where they get married like it's one girl and like 30 dudes um bachelor? They, the bachelor but if they did a gay version of the bachelor where it's like one dude and then 30 dudes the producers would like walk into the house of the the 30 dudes because they're all young and hot and you know ready to fuck basically oh, yeah. they would just all be fucking themselves while this other dude was out alone i'm totally butchering the joke no no, no but that's that is exactly right jim jeffries that's exactly special. right i mean that's like i actually should write a bit about this dude about about like i you know i wish i was gay because yeah. i mean honestly it's like you go on like any like if you go on any of those like websites or or apps or whatever that that like it's like oh these are here these aren't dating these are just like you come on here, you find someone that wants to fuck. It's like, dude, I don't need to be a rocket scientist or to go on them myself to know those are 98% dudes on there. And then bots. It's like, so all you have to do is just be like, oh, well, if you were gay, like, 
it's 90 it's it's all people that are you know you're like where do you live send a picture okay that'll work you know <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like i'll a, be there a, in five minutes it's a sex menu 100 percent of the time you know oh my god yeah then they're just like getting high and fucking yeah. and living Doing the dream and fucking for 25 straight hours dude yeah living the dream <laughs> especially now i mean and now it's like socially acceptable and everything's fine just do just I, i'm more of like oh we need to get off this but i don't talk about my sexuality or how often i have sex with my wife or whatever um you know i don't need to know about your just sexuality too much you know just he's like not as important but it's brought to the forefront a lot and that kind of annoys me a little bit which oh me too my, just on, I, especially on tv but go yeah, ahead. yeah like i was just gonna say is like when when i started watching uh um dope sick the you know it's like oh shocker the first romantic relationship they show are two girls like who could have fucking guessed that every single show does this now but then it's like okay at least in this one it's like we're showing this to you to actually demonstrate a human, like traumatic, you know, thing Story. that happens. Yeah. You know, it's like this is this is real. Like this is really what it's like for these people. It's like, all right, now this is actually interesting. You know, I just am like when when there is no reason for there to be this side romantic story, and it's clearly just they're like, well, we got to get a gay, we got to get a gay relationship in there. You're like, oh my god. And it's yeah. like, it's not just that. It's every single show. It's like, okay, so if they're doing a show about X, I already know how they're going to portray it. You know, it's like, oh, this is a show that's going to show, um, you know, the aftermath of the Waco thing. And I'm like, well, they're doing this so that they can show how terrible and terrifying white supremacists are because that, you know, plays into whatever they're trying to do now. It's like, there there's just there's never a counter narrative to anything they do i watch american horror stories i think that's a really good show or it used to be and then they were like well let's stop being so subtle and then every single episode is some woke fucking nonsense they did one where they they did where like uh you know oh there's it was the 1700s and there's some disease and then like they come up with a vaccine and these like christian crazy people won't let them take the vaccine so they all turn into fucking zombies you're like oh my god fuck you so okay so religious people are evil people who are anti-vaxxers are morons it's, it's just like just shut the fuck up jesus and mind your fucking business and you're wrong anyways like you didn't know we didn't know we decided to be hesitant and then you're we like said doubling down. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I don't know what you're injecting in me, and I don't fucking trust you. I don't trust you at all. What reasons do, do I have to trust you? Yeah, there's been so many accounts, including this dope sick and opioid crisis, that are so like in your obviously true are that you are not telling us the facts because you want to make money, wars vaccines and apparently this whole trans thing is being pushed by the medical professionals to make more money or the pharmaceutical companies they and, and they always cloak it in virtue you know like yeah. oh, we need to get everybody to take the shot so we can end this terrible thing and you're like and you'll make a trillion dollars though yeah right? but you'll make a trillion dollars. oh okay that's that's good we need to we need to help these young kids who are struggling with dysphoria you're like but you'll make a trillion dollars right 
Well, yeah. We need, listen, we need to absolve the world of its pain. What could be more important, you're all, but you're going to turn the world into a bunch of opioid addicts and you're going to make a trillion dollars. Like, well, yeah, it's just a byproduct. It's like, stop fucking pretending like you give a shit about people. Like, right. you just stop it. You don't. It's that bottom line. And those people, they they've just... It, you know, I'm in. I have a business. I want to sell more underwear. I don't know what type of unethical thing I would have to do to get people like you need to wear sheath because if you don't wear sheath, people are going to die. Yeah, you know. Hey, trans girl, you need sheath because that makes you more of a boy. Yep. Put your. You can honestly. You could put. Like, they put like packers in the pouch to. Oh, for dudes who transition to be girls, and you're just like hide the other way around. Um, so so if a girl's transitioning to be a guy oh they make it look like, like they've got a bulge or whatever it makes it look like they got a bulge and i we actually sponsored this guy named Lath ashley he's a trans man spent the night at my house we stayed up all night talking he came to do a photo shoot yeah quick little quick little fuck no i'm just kidding but he was uh so, you know super nice just a, nor a normal guy as much as you know he could be and yeah because he we were talking about relationship issues he was having problems with his girlfriend and um point is we never promoted that we had a trans guy that modeled for us and he killed it he's probably one of the best models we've ever had um just because that's what he's his profession was and he ended up being on like gq and all these he was on espn and all these things as like he is kind of like a famous I was going to call him a drag trans dude. Those are different. He's such a hero. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't promote, we don't like, I never told anyone and I didn't even know. I just thought we had a dude coming to do a photo shoot and then someone messaged me. They Googled him and was like, did you know he's trans? And I was like, whoa, and blah, blah, blah. Blair White, another yeah. one. Dude, I know, oh. I know this dude. I don't know. I think I might have even told you. I don't know. But like when I was in seventh grade, right? So this is way before the fucking trans movement. When I was in seventh grade, there was this crew. Like when I was in sixth grade, the eighth grade kids were like the gangster. There was like this group of like the gangster kids. And there was this one. It was like everybody knew that this, this person was a girl, but she like shaved her head, baggy clothes, completely presented as a dude. But it was like, it was just kind of like known. It was like, she's a girl. Like, you know, fast forward, like, pfft, 25 years or something, you know, or 20 years or whatever. Uh, yeah, like 20 years. And I ended up interacting with this dude at, that owns a restaurant. It's it, like, there's not one person on fucking planet earth that would know that this person was born a dude, like, or born, born a girl. I mean, like never beard, everything Like you would never know. And wow. it turned out it was the same person. Like she'd just been, you know, she'd been living as a dude her entire life. And like, I mean, she's, indistinguishable in any capacity whatsoever the only thing that i noticed about him which i noted and that most people probably wouldn't see anyway was i like when i was talking to him i was like i was like dude this guy there's something different about this guy like he he actually really feels like he's like listening to me when i talk in a way that most dudes don't you know like i was like this i'm like it's really interesting it's like this guy seems very engaged in like a in a really like pleasant way and it's like, yeah. oh, of course, he's born a girl. That's why he's, like, cool and listening as opposed to dudes who are just stupid assholes. <laughs> are you in the same town that you grew up in? No. Okay. This was this was probably five years ago. Okay. Yeah, where did you grow up again? Walnut Creek, California. Okay. And you're in Austin-ish area right now. 
Okay. Yeah. I was we were in I was in Southern California, Georgia, a bunch of different places growing up. But that you know, like middle Georgia, for instance, I went to high school and there was fifty percent black people, fifty percent white people, and like three percent Mexican. And just add that on top. Did you guys did you guys hang out with the black dudes? Yeah. I mean, my yeah. neighbors were black. We we yeah. fucking we skateboarded, we played basketball. We did other shit kids do, you know, fucking just causing ruckus and fucking yeah. around and shit. But uh, we were all friends. And that's why when I hear about all these, like, the racial sort of issues, and I just, I'm like, but I was there, and we all got along perfectly fine. I mean, of it's course, there just- were concocted by the same groups dude they just want us all divided so we don't unite it's just yeah. as simple as that i like i like at, at, at our kids school there's uh there's tons of black kids there and like dude my my youngest daughter anytime that she it's like she's gonna go buy a doll i'm talking like since she was two anytime she was gonna buy a doll she always picks the black doll always it's hilarious and then like and the dude the kids that she has crushes on She's my youngest daughter loves the black kids, dude. Well, what's not to love? Everything. So it is a weird, it's, I mean, we need to all just keep moving forward and quit bickering because they, what they do is they just blow these like tiny little instances out of proportion, bigger, way bigger than they actually are. It's an instance and they make it seem like it's happening all day, every day, whether it's a trans person issue or racial issue. Yep. And, it's that it was that instance and let's just like focus on that one thing fix that one punish the guy if he did some fucked up hate crime yeah you know and that, i'm cool with that if he did something you're breaking the law you're breaking the law but don't make it seem like i'm a racist yeah just because i'm a fucking if i'm a republican or if i like jesus you know yeah. all of a sudden i'm this horrible person and I'm a libertarian. I changed my registration and uh, I am kind of more Buddhist, but I don't hate Jesus. I think he was a good guy. And did you know, do you know what the Holy Grail is? I mean, I know what it is like in the movie. What, what is that? What, what like is the, this? the, uh, like, or wait, Holy Grail is in like the Indiana Jones movie in the Da Vinci Code. I'm reading the book because I'm going to rewatch the movie. I probably watched it a long time ago. If you've read the book, you won't like the movie. I've heard because I, I really liked the movie, but I hadn't read the book. Everybody who had read the book was like, the movie sucks. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can't imagine them putting all these details in, and because I don't really remember watching it, but I know I watched it at one point. But I'm going to tell you all what the Holy Grail is, and you're gonna you're gonna agree with me. It is. The vagina because it gives a it gives ba- you know life um it's pretty awesome if i do say so myself i enjoy I'm a it big fan <laughs> and so you know jesus supposedly had um sex with mary magdalene and they had a kid and the holy grail is like the bloodline but it's really it's the vagina ultimately and i don't know what what the because the you know in in the Bible they make the woman out to be evil and you know she's the original sin and um, they cast Mary Magdalene out to be some whore essentially when she was actually a woman from a wealthy family 
she was with Jesus, but they wanted Jesus to be the son of God who was virgin birth. He didn't, he never had sex with anyone. He never had a relationship and he died, you know, like this perfect person, which I don't know why you would be perfect by not having sex, but they wanted to make the male to be the like, the more supreme being than the female. The female comes out of the, the rib of the man, you know. That's not what happened. I mean, men come out of women. Yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah. And I don't know what they benefit from, you know, teaching this message, but it, it was very strange. And I think I, I like, I have theories about this. It's like, uh, I think an easy place to start would be the following. I think that the reason why, uh, pedophilia is so prevalent in the Catholic church is because people who are born with that affliction yes. and I have, I don't have any pity for them. I think that we should just knock them off and get them out of the gene pool. But then like people who have that, they know that they have it. And so they are looking for a place where they're never allowed to act on their sexual impulses. And so they go into the priesthood because they know it's not allowed. And then mm -hmm. they just can't, they can't, they, they just can't are like, themselves. right. Which is yeah. why we should knock them off. But yeah. they, uh, but yeah. like, so if you think about it through that lens and then you think about exactly what we were just talking about, it's like, I just think that people, you know, who they're just like ashamed of their sexual urges. And so they're like, you know, this is like a dirty thing that's in me, which means it's a dirty thing in general and whatever, when it's like, no, it's just like a thing that like dudes, have. I mean, some people are sick fucks obviously, but like you know, wanting to fuck every hot girl that you see is genetically wired into every single dude. Higher testosterone, stronger the urge, but that is just, is what it is. It's just about prolifer proliferation of the species. The and the woman thing, yeah. is just like, huh. Like this is, so I wrote a, I wrote a bit about this. Uh, hopefully no one who's a stand-up comic will hear this and then steal it from me, but they won't be able to do it as well as I do anyway. Uh, but I wrote a bit about this where I'm talking about the uh, actually I won't give the whole thing away, but like how, you know, the sex drive for men is like is like hunger for food. And so men are just starving all the time. The guys who cheat on their wife. It's like the wife is eating a steak in front of them and never give them a bite. And I'm like, for women, basically, the flip side is for women, it's like they're at an all you can eat buffet all the time. And there are all these stands with all this fucking great food. There's shitty food. There's incredible food. And they have to be incredibly selective because they know the second that they take a bite of anything from any single table, the person who is 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 giving the samples is going to literally follow them around the room everywhere and be like, come on, take more, take more, take more. So they're like, they have to be really, really selective of whose food they eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's basically what it is. Guys trying to feed them all the time. And they're like, well, I like, <laughs> I like the look of that guy, you know? Yeah. And thus you get the best, the best, healthiest children. You know, <clears throat> I didn't know you were, you're doing stand up. Oh, I, I used to do stand up all, like I did stand up all through college. Yeah. Nice. Then, uh, yeah. I've done it. I've done a couple of open mics. It's fun. It's exciting. Yeah. I but killed I all through. I, I used to do the same one for years and call every, every weekend. And I would just, all my friends, I just murder every single time. Cause especially like, cause I could tell inside jokes that like I knew the whole crowd would know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, You're not doing it no more. No moss. No, no, I'm doing it. Now. I'm going to, yeah. Now yeah. you're going to get back. I'm going to do, do live shows. Uh, I'm going to do live shows that, that correspond with where like the UFCs are, you know? So like, so I know a lot of my fans will be in town, mm -hmm. but yeah, I might hit up the skank guys and do skank fest. Maybe 
yes they, they let me up dude, dude they'll totally let you in just talk to robbie yeah i mean i imagine they would and also um have you gone to the mothership i well my one of my uh one of my jiu-jitsu training partners is a bouncer there but i haven't been there yet no they're sold out oh, like, oh really forever. yeah oh whoa okay that's interesting i need to come to austin we have so many contacts i was um you should go i could get you in with kill tony although you just have you can't you have to go and uh submit your little you submit your name and it's like a drawing and then they it's a luck of the draw whether or not you get called up you only get a minute dude I, it would be hard for me to do a minute yeah you gotta you know work it work your way yeah. up into I, should, it. I i do a lot of like uh engagement setup you know? yeah well that would be fun i would i would like to go see you do uh some comedy i've been doing this thing called toastmasters i i've mentioned it in like the last three podcasts because it's my new thing but it's have you ever heard of it it is you I, should do a sheath you should do a sheath comedy show and then get all your ooh, comedian sponsors damn that's a good idea we have so many people we could get to come Dude, our, you should do that for sure i would do that show in a heartbeat that's hilarious. That's a great. That could idea. be a big event, dude, and get everybody to to promote it and like, uh, you know, do it. Show like, up, yeah. yeah. You got Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, Ari Shafir, Joe List, you, Louis J. Gomez, Dave Smith. Yeah, and I, we have a laundry list. Tony Hinchcliffe. Wow, that could be a big fucking show, dude. Yeah. Well, we and we we, we sponsors Gangfest. Now that's a great idea. Great idea. I'll have to keep that in mind. My brother puts together events and he'll be editing this podcast and I'm sure he's going to love all of our discussion we've had over the course of this hour. All the controversies. Yeah. We're still doing it. You know, Do it in, I, uh, you, dude, you could throw that thing in. I, I mean, Austin, you, yeah. You guys would, I, you'd make money, dude. They're like, yeah. that was, that would sell out for sure. Yeah. Just by the thousand percent. Names. Would sell out. Yeah. Well, I'll keep that in mind. I'm trying to sell these underwear. We could sell underwear there. But on that note, I appreciate you coming on. Yes, well, sir. You know, you're, I think you're the most returning guest we've had on the show. And we just had Corey Sanhagen. So you're. I saw that. Following a good conversation right. there. He's That's a pretty cool. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. I have to yeah. admit. We got to hit, I got to hit pads with him briefly. And nice. Yeah, he's going to be doing a new striking instructional thing that we're going to sponsor some of. So it's we're, we're like working with him like on and off now, which in I'm, person, like an in-person one. No, he's I mean, he's no, he's doing it's an online course, which I don't right. know how those work, but he's going to be wearing sheath and he's going to be promoting the program on the social medias, which the whole instructional he'll be wearing like our sheath shirt and stuff i should awesome. get you a sheath shirt do you have one of those sheath yeah. shirts with the I wear white it all the time okay i never know i mean i yeah. think i now that you mentioned it i have seen i've worn it to a couple of the events that i go to too yeah yeah, yeah but like he, he uh standing and i've always been a, a, an extra fan of just because like the same way where i'm saying like i try to get reads on people and like like his tattoos he's like like He's got no visible tattoos and he takes his shirt off and he has an entire fucking Grim Reaper back piece where that says so much about what he's actually like. That says so much about him as a person where he's like, he doesn't want people to see him coming. And he's just like in like people look at him, they underestimate him and he knows inside he's just a fucking samurai warrior. 
yeah it's like dr jekyll and mr hyde kind of type thing also <clears throat> but i watched song fight who did he fight last night uh ricky simon yeah great fight yeah, that was a really close fight. Uh, we were supposed to sponsor Ricky on that, and I'm just like, I'm pulling back a little bit on so many sponsorships, sponsorships. But the fact that <clears throat> Corey Dong, beat Dong Song Dong whipped his motherfucking ass. That dude is a little prodigy. He's only 25. He hits like a truck. He's Chinese and moved to the states. Like, there's. Some, I was just saying that. Um, <clears throat> so Ed Byers. Uh, the, the SEAL Team 6 um, Congressional Medal of Honor recipient is a buddy of mine, and he texted me last night. He's like, who should I bet on? And I was like, I don't know, dude. I was like, this is really close. And I told him Song Yudong, thank yeah. God. Yes. He bet, you know, I don't want to tell him the wrong pick, you know? Yeah. And I, I was telling him after. Song. I was like, dude, there's something about these fighters who are who are from Eastern countries who move to the United States to train that end they end up being incredible. I think it's something having to do with there it's that it just demonstrates a total commitment to the sport you know to yeah. move from a place like china to america to train means like they're all in you know what i mean and you get that they probably get a strong foundational discipline growing up in the east and then yeah. coming to the west they can explore more of the freedoms but they have that discipline foundation and yep. then expand and you get the best of both. That's what Bruce Lee kind of did, I think. And he was trying to fuse the two and then they killed him. Cause he was speaking. They the people that tell the truth too much. It seems like with a large audience, they get whacked. <laughs> Tucker Carlson, the most successful cable news host. And they're yeah. just, they're just straight up going to fire him and not even explain it. It's like, Oh, really? You're not going to explain it? Like, did it have anything to do with him exposing that January 6th was not at all how you presented it? Did it have anything to do with him exposing that the, you know, that the Viking guy, the QAnon shaman was was led around by your, you know, your conspirators or the fact that he talked about Ray Epps? You know, was that yeah. it? Did it have anything to do with him calling out Big Pharma? Did it have anything to do with him platforming RFK, who is going to be running against Joe Biden and would win 1,000%? And then now Joe Biden's, they just said the DNC's like, they're not going to do any primary debates. Oh, weird. I wonder why. Wow. I wonder why. Because Joe Biden would probably do really fucking well against RFK in a debate. He'd fuck his mouth to death. Dude, RFK, first speech I heard, He's the I man, was like, dude. yeah, I was like, I like this guy. He's the fucking man. Yeah. So but he is the biggest anti-vaxxer. He's the most visible and credible anti-vaxxer in the world. They will never let him win, dude. I just bought his book. I guess he wrote The Real Anthony Fauci. Read it. Are you read it already? Fuck these people, man. Wow. Yeah, I just got it's on the way from Amazon. <laughs> It'll make you... I, mean, I hate like, him more. I mean, oh my god! It's, uh, I mean, it's it's like <laughs> it's exactly what you would ex just think. Worst case scenario, it's that, and and you understand they would have sued him into the ground if a single fact was not true. You know, the fact that they haven't sued him shows everything in that book is true, dude. Everything wow. in that book is true. It's insanity. Yeah, I'm. I mean, his um, RFK's voice is a l obviously a little funky, but you can I can understand what he was saying, and it's way better than listening to fucking. Brandon. At least he can speak English. Yeah, he can co coherently communicate and he's speaking my language. How, whatever, you know, it's like I'm resonating with the words that are coming out of your mouth. I'm not like, this is bullshit. Like what this dude's saying sounds yeah. like bullshit. 
this guy sounds like he's telling the truth. And I honestly, I don't have, I'm not a scientist. I don't know the facts. I just have like common sense and like a, I can read people and the, the vibe and everything. Yeah. And I feel like I'm a relatively good judge of character. Yeah. So dude, um, AOC and all those progressives, they all already endorsed Biden. It's like you fucking fraud. Yeah. You fucking fraud. Bought off pandering yep. criminals. Yep. You get into bit you get into office and you recognize it's like you figure out how to play the you know, you come in all like, yo, gung ho, fuck Nancy Pelosi. And then Nancy Pelosi and all them are kind of like, here, little little girl, let me show you how you play the game. And she's like, Wait, so if I do this, I make an additional four million dollars a year. They're all mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I can. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, fuck yeah. RFK. Yeah, because I mean, uh, whatever her name, uh, AOC. She seemed like she probably came in with good intentions, and, and then now she's like corrupt. Yeah, exactly. C word. Yep. So, and the the absolute what corruption? No power corrupts absolutely that whole thing absolutely yeah power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah and we all see it we're not blind uh, but some people are blind you fucks wake up you sheep you fucking lions sheep. and they're going to uh it's going to be amazing when they try to say that biden won the next election. it's going to be hilarious you're gonna be like oh yeah oh oh, oh really he pulled it off did he <laughs> He got, oh, he got 100 million votes this time. The popular vote. Yeah. People sure. are behind him. They want yeah. this imbecile. Everyone loves Joe Biden because everything has gone so well in the last two years. Yeah. just That's what I was saying. I mean, one of my friends was like saying Trump was the best president we ever had. And whether, whatever, that remains to be seen. But comparatively, our lifestyle, the, the economy, et cetera, was was way better all the way up until the very end there and you ask anyone why like why not trump they're like they'll they will they will look at january 6th uh, look at blah blah you're like oh my god you fucking moron it's Ru russia gate still russia gate you're like you it's a proven fact that they fucking concocted that dude like I mean, he did fuck up with with COVID, so there's plenty of reason. There's plenty of like evidence to say he shouldn't be president or whatever. I mean, you could, I could, I could come up with stuff, but those are the things they come up with because that's what the media tells them, and then and so they tell the media, and then the media just does what BlackRock owns all of the channels. BlackRock right. tells them what to say. That's why. That's a, and they fired Tucker Carlson and they fired Don Lemon the same day. So it's like, oh yeah, it's totally unrelated. You're like, wow, sure, dude. Yeah, and Fox to me used to be the place to go t for me to get uh, my news because that's I, I it was jiving with my only Tucker. They're yeah. dead to me now. I liked Gutfeld. I don't know if you've watched him. I don't. I actually, in all honesty, I didn't watch that much Tucker. I don't. I don't watch mainstream media at all. Yeah, I don't either anymore. Yeah. Ever since pro the 2020 election, and I started seeing stuff like Fox was kind of going the same route as CNN a little bit, and I was just like, "Oh, you're all fucking bought off. I'm out." Yeah. So, anyway, right, I gotta jump. Yeah, right. but this no. is awesome, dude. Let's do it again very soon. Yeah, we'll do it. You know three to six months have a great rest of your sunday thank All you right, everyone brother. for joining us we'll be back next time peace